Thank you for joining the Zen Care Podcast. These recorded Dharma talks are given freely to our community in the heart of New York City, which we are honored to now share with you. New York Zen Center for Contemplative Care is dedicated to transforming the nature of care through contemplative practice by meeting illness, aging, and death with compassion and wisdom. Learn more about us through zencare.org. Sigmund Freud said most people do not really want freedom because freedom involves total responsibility and most people are frightened of responsibility. It was from his essay, Civilization and Its Discontents. Such a powerful, powerful statement. Most people do not really want freedom. Because freedom involves total responsibility. That means we can't blame anybody. <laughs> what would we do? If we can't blame a politician, another religion, religion itself, a broken system, here, a friend, a family member. And to me, the beauty of Zen practice is taking total responsibility for our reactivity, for our habits, and not about shaming ourselves for it, but just like, yeah, I do that. I get caught in that. How about you? It's actually what makes us people, as far as I know. I've never met someone who doesn't get caught in something before. But so often we think that practice was just about being nice or trying to be nice or trying to be something other than what it is. A grief, a hurt, a joy 
or kerfuffled. Whatever it is. And getting really into that, entering there. And that's rare. And yet, to me, that is the whole point of practice. The great Bodhisattva Bob Dylan says, a hero is someone who understands the responsibility that comes with freedom. A hero is someone who understands the responsibility that comes with freedom. I love that conversation of these two Jewish guys. Sigmund and Bob talking to each other about the same thing. So it's heroic to take responsibility. I know for me it feels that way. Really learning to rest in the breath. To me is how we take responsibility. I have a hard time taking responsibility when I'm up here. Having ideas about you, having ideas about me. But learning to rest in the breath. It's pretty good. There's a koan in uh, the Book of Serenity. Sometimes called the Book of Equanimity. I remember getting to the, this is a further uh, collection in our curriculum here. And I remember feeling like, ah, I can't wait to get to the Book of Serenity. It's going to be so great. Because I realized that I still had this idea that actually that's what the practice was about. Just feeling one thing. I really wanted to feel one thing. And actually, I think I secretly thought that practice was about serenity. And then I came on this collection of koans that are not really very serene. But they're really teachers and students like really getting into what the great matter is. What is it to be alive? What is it to take responsibility? And this is the fifth case. A monk asked his teacher, Sagan, What is the ultimate meaning of the Buddha Dharma? Fair question. (coughs) Sagan replied, What does rice cost in Wurio? And that's the end of the koan. 
kind of a famous question. What is the ultimate meaning of the Buddha Dharma? Sometimes it's the question is, what's the meaning of Bodhidharma coming from the West? Similar question. What does rice cost in Oreo? What does a latte cost in Starbucks? It ain't cheap. So what is that? What is the ultimate meaning? Is the teacher answering the question? Or just being funny? It's a sincere question, like what is the meaning of it all? Why practice? such an important question to keep in front of us. I used to think it was about being controlled in the easing of my own suffering. That's why I came to practice. But is that the meaning of the Buddha Dharma? I wonder why each of us practice. I think most of us start at least by wanting to ease ourselves. And then if we practice just long enough, we'll start to feel really uncomfortable. We'll start to, and if we join a community like this one, we'll start to feel disappointed. And to me, that's when it's going well. Because we're going to disappoint each other. We're going to be disappointed that practice isn't just about serenity. But how do we stay in relationship with what's happening moment by moment? And how do we stay connected when it's not comfortable? I've never met anyone who has just a comfortable life. I'm open to the possibility that there is someone maybe living on a teeny tiny island where it's, they enjoy every kind of weather. <laughs> but I've never met anyone. I love somehow this quality of rice being brought in. What's the cost of rice? Rice in, in Buddhism is quite important. 
in that it's actually the pattern of the Buddha's robe. So this robe, this is a mini version of it, is supposed to be a rice field. If you know much about rice fields, is that they need lots of cultivation and lots of attention. So what does, does it cost? What does rice cost? What about when it hasn't been planted yet? What does it cost? Dogen says, preparations for the next morning's meal may begin. You must not leave the washing of rice or the preparation of vegetables to others. But must carry out this work with your own Put your whole attention into the work. Seeing just what the situation calls for. Do not be absent-minded in your activities, nor so absorbed in one aspect that you fail to see all the other aspects. Do not overlap or overlook one drop of the ocean of virtue by entrusting your work to others. Cultivate a spirit that strives to increase the source of goodness upon the mountains of goodness. So beautiful. Cultivate a spirit which strives to increase the source of goodness upon the mountain of goodness. That's all you have to do. I often, part of my practice is in the bathroom here that people in the hallway, people somehow don't always put the paper towels in the bin. absent-mindedness on one hand is just like not even thinking or being on your phone while you're going to the bathroom but absent-mindedness to me is such a great thing to think about and how we can get so singular I know for me I get really singular when I have like a real clear idea of right or wrong, or what I'm supposed to be doing and what I'm not supposed to be doing, or what someone is supposed to be doing for me or to me or not doing for me or to me. Get really like looking through a straw.
I love that. Don't be so absorbed in one aspect of a matter that you fail to see all the aspects. To me, is one of the things about practice that happens so often is that we think that it's our practice. How it's going for me. Which is actually not what practice is. doesn't belong to anybody. In the spirit of practice is about adding to the mountains of goodness. Which might mean telling someone you're angry with them. It might be that. from the little prince says people have forgotten this truth the fox said but you mustn't forget it you become responsible forever for what you've tamed you're responsible for your rose we're responsible for our minds and our hearts and the mind and heart of the world The moment we think it's our mind and our heart, we're forgetting all the aspects that need care. What is the true meaning of the Buddha Dharma? Tang Yun says, when the mind is at peace, the world too is at peace. Nothing real, nothing absent. Not holding on to a shred of reality. Imagine that. Ah. Not getting stuck in the void. You are neither holy or wise. Just an ordinary person who has completed your work. Imagine resting in that. not holding on to reality. I know for me, I tend to hold on to a very particular reality. And not getting stuck in the void. You are neither holy or wise. What would it be like to not even need to be holy or wise? 
In Zen, we prefer being quite foolish. Dumb and dumber, as I say. Just an ordinary person. Completing thoroughly and taking responsibility for what's at hand. 